Hello and welcome to the Simple Marketing Show. In this episode, you will discover why cold calling is not dead, why you're if you're not calling, you're leaving money on the table and the most critical channel of your marketing efforts for your business. That's what we're going through today. My guest is uh, uh, Nancy Calabrese. Did I yep. say your name right, Nancy? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Um, Nancy is a good friend. She uh, knows her craft when it comes to sales and uh, um, calling and the rest of it. And today we're talking about uh, the fact that you should pick up that phone. The phone Correct. needs to be picked up. It is not going to pick itself up. You need to pick up the phone. <laughs> and uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation because I am passionate about picking up the phone. And uh, so just tune in and share the link with your friends and people that can benefit from picking up the phone and learning more about picking up the phone. And uh, uh, we'll go from there. Let me do the proper introduction for Nancy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation. Awesome. Nancy is passionate about a properly executed pre-sales process, engaging with prospects, uncovering their needs, and turning them into qualified leads. Her unique approach, positive attitude, and relentless attention to detail are derived from her recruiting experience. In 1991, she founded Professionals Unlimited Inc., specializing in insurance industry recruiting. She saw the need for better quality, highly specialized, qualified lead generation and, in 2011, created one-of-a-kind solutions, which was rebranded, uh, which was rebranded uh, one-of-the-kind sales in 2018. Nancy yep. employs a unique approach to solving problems using consultative selling. Welcome, Nancy. Wow, what an intro. I'm really excited to be here. I mean, obviously, it's a topic I love to talk about. Absolutely. I, I love this topic, too. I'm a huge fan of um, picking up the phone. As you know, we both run call centers. And yeah. so uh, we're both passionate about this. So let's dive into this. Sure. Uh, before we get us started, gang, if you're watching or listening, make sure you subscribe to the channel. You like the channel. And uh, make sure that uh, you um, tag a friend who could benefit from the conversation of picking up the phone. This is extremely important uh, for your yeah. business. If you're a business owner, you got to know this stuff. So share the love with some friends and uh, let's uh, dive into it. Nancy, mm -hmm. what is your story? My story, um, I got it into sales in my early 30s. I had always been told I should go into selling, but I was not confident. And um, my first uh I guess, experience in sales, I became a headhunter and then ultimately um, launched my own company, recruiting company. What I thought was going to be uh, a horrible experience was not getting any job orders. I had a call, develop relationships, and it turned out I had a, uh, I was very good at asking questions and listening to what I was being told. The challenge was always to find the good candidate to match. So fast forward, started my own company, um, 
height of a recession, by the way, and I had a non-compete. So for all of you out there that think things can't be done during tough times, they can, you just have to work harder. Uh, in the early 2000, I want to say around 2008, one of the clients I did a lot of business with had nine producers. I had placed several of them and they never picked up the phone. So my client asked me to take on a project and to get some of my people to schedule appointments for their producers. We did it um, in one year and I had two and a half people working it. We set over 300 appointments for the team. And I realized when the project was over, this is not only uh, needed in the industry, uh, we're good at it and we have fun. So that's why I launched One of a Kind Sales. Um, our tagline is we love cold calling so our clients don't have to do it. And I'm very proud of the people that, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Mustafa, the people in your call center, they work really hard in you know, shining their craft and they're very interested in improving each and every week. So that's kind of my story. Love it. Love your story and how you evolved to doing what you're doing now. So yeah. what do you what do you do these days and who do you help? Well, we are pretty much industry agnostic. We work primarily in the B2B space. Um, and actually, I like different industries because it's interesting. You learn a lot about businesses. And when companies come to us, you know, they're they're frustrated. They don't have enough qualified leads in their pipeline because they don't like having to pick up the phone. And for you and me, that's totally foreign, right? We, we don't get it. Uh, it costs nothing to have a conversation that's with right. a, a, a stranger. That's all. And so it gets a bad rap. And I'm sure you've heard this. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work because you haven't done it consistently. So we help our clients get in front of the right prospects and hopefully take it to close. And we like to try to help them close as well, because if they don't close, they're not going to want to renew come you know, the end of the term. Absolutely. So, and then, so what do you do for these guys? So you work with different industries. What is it that, what is, what is the extent of, and the details of the services that you guys provide? Yeah, well, they get qualified appointments. So they get call recordings if the state permits it. They get reports each week, a dashboard of key performance indicators. But I think most important, they really get exposed to selling skills. You know, we are trained in um, Sandler sales methodology each and every week, even people on my admin team. And for those of you that may not be familiar with Sandler, they're the number one global sales training organization. And they just teach you how to have a conversation that sounds different and very non-salesy. And so that's an added value to my clients because... I have found, and I don't know about you, Mustafa, that people aren't as uh, good at selling as you would assume in some companies, right? Even though they have a sales role, um, they don't take it to close quickly enough. They don't ask yep. for the next step, um, which is a sales 
uh, tip I just shared with the prospect. You always ask for a next step and, and so on. So we work closely. Uh, we have fun with our clients. You know, um, I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Okay. See, so people don't 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 ask for the sale or don't move to the next step um, fast enough for what I remember you said. Can you share some examples on what it would, what that would look like? Yeah, so too many salespeople will say, I'll send you this information, okay, or they're requesting information from them, and they say, okay, and that's it. And I am always very keen on, gee, I'm happy to send you some information, but let's schedule a time that we can revisit what we just discussed. And uh, it's always like, hey, if it's a go or a no-go, that's okay, but let's keep the conversation going. And this way, as a salesperson, I'm never left on the hook. Now, everyone slips on a banana peel, believe me. I still do it after all these years, but I really make a point of sticking to that because if they are not receptive, to scheduling a next step, it's not going to be a deal that you're going to close, at least not right away. For sure. So what's the proper way to handle that? Somebody says, uh, send me information or okay. send me, uh, I don't know, can you send me some testimonials? Okay. Right? And yeah. So how, what's the best way to respond to that, to move it to the next, next step and sure. without wasting right. time? Yeah. Um, when they asked me to send them some information, I said, well, what in particular would you like to have? I kind of put it back on them and try to get them to talk about their issues again. Yeah. And um, again, I will only send information out if I have a committed next step, you know, because send information that's that could be a blow off. And we're trained to gently acknowledge that. If they don't want to speak and they don't want to take it to a next step, that's okay. Our goal is just to get to the truth, right? And even if they're blowing us off, you end every conversation with, gee, you know, Mustafa, obviously I can't be of service to you right now, but I wonder, is there anyone in your center of influence that may have an interest in learning about our services? I love oh, that. for the referral. I am a huge fan of that. Yeah. Huge fan. We always ask, we always ask that question. And yeah. I always say, look, if you ask that question with a hundred people, mm -hmm. you could be, get between one to five referrals guaranteed. Costs nothing. Costs nothing. It doesn't cost you anything. And it's just 10 seconds, right? Yep. yep. Who do you know that might need our service? Well, you know, I'm not a good, good fit, but I know Joe may be running a business who could That's use right. you. I'll make yep. an introduction. And unless, unless you ask, you wouldn't know. Well, here's the um, other thing about asking. The person on the other end wishes his salesperson was as good as you were. As you, yes. Call, right? Absolutely. So uh, we talked about the fact that the cold calling is not dead. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Um, and how does that work? Well, for years, people have poo-pooed the idea of picking up the phone and talking to a stranger. And yet there are studies that I, I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. I think 69% of C-suite 
that became a client took the appointment because of a cold call. So why do you think it's dead? It's not dead. It's human conversation. You know, they hide, a lot of people hide behind social media because it's easier or they feel like they're interrupting. And yeah, we are interrupting, but that doesn't mean it can't go uh, uh, it towards a positive conversation. Mm -hmm. So for those that really believe that cold calling doesn't work, I'm telling you, you said this earlier, you're leaving money on the table because if you're not calling them, somebody else is calling them. And you always want to do uh, what people aren't doing, right? To stand out. Uh, there's, um, I don't know, do you know Sherry Levitin? I may. She's a, a sales consultant. I'm okay. in a group with her. And we um, at Sandler, and she used this today, she had a video on LinkedIn pattern interrupt you want to say things in a way that the prospect doesn't expect it because you'll catch their attention and a pattern interrupt is picking up the phone love it yep love it a pattern interrupt so you know so i'm a huge fan of calling and people are, mm -hmm. say, are saying like we don't want to interrupt them and what a, one of my ideas is that well, they're getting interrupted by social media all day long. Why not by an actual human being who is, whose intention is to help and provide value? There's a lot of useless stuff on social media. People have spent hours upon hours scrolling through nonsense. Right. Why not talk business and get serious about life and business? Yeah, well, you know, look, I, I don't poo-poo those channels either. You want to have a mix, but you want yeah, to right. do it all, right? I had um, an appointment today with this company and I said, well, how did you find me? And I, it's through email communication that I have working on the back end. And I'm thinking, yay, it's working. Uh, appointments are being set. Yay, they're going on my calendar. I'm getting um, uh, leads through LinkedIn. And then they're being scheduled for my calendar. So you, you want to use all resources 100%. available. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not against social media. I'm on social media all day long myself. I'm just yep. saying I have no problem interrupting people if my mm -hmm. intention is to help and provide value. Yep. And what's your approach? How do you, would you be open to share a little bit of how you guys open a call when you're cold sure. calling? Yeah. What does that Love look it. like? So, Mustafa, this is Nancy Calabrese. Little pause. I'm guessing my name doesn't ring a bell. And then you're going to say, no. no. I said, that, that's okay. I didn't think it would. Another opener is, Mustafa, this is Nancy Calabrese. And then I pause and, and then say, we don't know each other. That's a pattern interrupt, right? right. Um, I'm not sure you're the person I need to speak to, but if you give me 30 seconds, I'll let you know why I'm calling. You tell me if it makes sense to continue. Does that sound okay? We're asking yeah. permission, right? 99.9% .9 of the time we get, yeah, sure. And then I go into my 30 second commercial. Uh, my company, one of a kind sales provides lead generation and appointment setting services for companies like you. And you know, typically when I speak with key executives, I often hear boom, boom, and boom, usually about three pain points. And then I pause and then I say, look, 
I don't want to pretend to know your business, but is any of this relevant and worth a conversation? And then zip. You got to hear what they say. Mm -hmm. And then in a cold call, um, and yes, I do believe in scripts. You own a script, you internalize it. But then the next part in this cold call is you become an actor. You have to empathize with them. You have to get them to want to talk about their pains and their struggles because sales is emotional, right? People buy based on emotion. So by getting that emotional element out, you, you then segue into, you know what? I hear you. It sounds like miserable. How long has this been going on? You know, what has it done to you personally? Why don't we do this? Why don't we get our calendars out and schedule a time for you to meet with so-and-so? And then we book the appointment. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Love it. That was a really good opener. Well, thank you. Um, you, uh, um, you can yeah, steal so said, it if you want. Nancy Mustafa Hosseini here. You don't know me. But if you could give me 30 seconds, I'll tell you why I'm calling. And then you can decide if it's relevant to talk further or not. Yep. And then, yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. It's very non-salesy. Absolutely. Because many salespeople are trained. Hi, my name is Nancy Calabrese. And we've got a solution that you need to have. This is why it's so great. And I'm going to be available Tuesday or Thursday. Features yep. and benefits. Absolutely. There was this one other opener I, I saw from this guy. Uh, he calls himself UK, UK's most hated sales trainer or so. Okay. What's his name? You know? I, I forgot his name. But yeah. um, he calls himself UK's most hated sales guy. Yeah. And then th the way he opens, he goes, Nancy, um, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a sales call. Would you be open to giving me 30 seconds? Yep. Let me to let you know why I'm calling. So yeah. You can decide if it's relevant or would you like yeah. to hang up right now? Yeah. Most, most people are like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I'll give you 30 seconds. Do you know <laughs> a couple of my callers use that? Hi, uh, Mustafa. This is so and so. And this is a cold call. Can I get the 30 seconds or do you want to hang up on me right away? And they, they get through and they oh, like yeah. it. They laugh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When you're honest and upfront, and you're not, you know, because some people, they, they try to like have like a verbal diarrhea, like, like, dude, that's not going to help you push, push through and they get hung up on and it's, it's just not a good experience. Yeah. Hmm. So Nancy, why do people have this massive fear of calling to begin with? Cold calling is on a whole new level when they have fears yeah. why do you think that is um because they've been taught it's a bad thing to do it doesn't work they haven't been trained properly uh you know cold calling is just phone networking people are into face-to-face -face networking you walk in a room and then you what do you do you stand there and you don't introduce yourself to a stranger same thing only it's over the phone and it's more efficient. It's more targeted because when you go to a networking group, it it's likely to be a hit or risk. You don't know who's going to be in these meetings. And like, for instance, I want to deal with business owners and at networking events, there could be a mix of sales reps there, marketing reps. It's not, those are the decision makers. So 
I don't know. I don't mm. get it, Mustafa. I just don't. And why do you don't have fear? But yeah, what they're afraid of. Nobody's going to bite you, right? The worst thing that can happen is they hang up. Okay, you move on. Second worst thing, it's no. But no is a not now. That's part of the sales game. Yeah. And then you're going to get a yes. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Could be your first call or the 50th call or or later, but eventually you you will get a yes. Absolutely. It's like, yeah. Honestly, like cold calling is in business is probably the best muscle building business practice, period. <laughs> so we have big muscles. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. I think the only thing that I haven't done that I, and I'm really keen to do and practice for muscle building, it is a uh, door knocking. I haven't done that. That's I like, haven't, it. and I would hate that. See, I, I want to try that. it. You would hate it. I would hate it. I don't want to walk into a store or wherever to get blown away. Never. I love. Have always loved the convenience of being in my office and not having to move. Oh yeah. Okay? Well, no, I, I get that. I get that. Day. I just but want some muscle building with door knocking. I think it would it would build the mental toughness like nothing else. Yeah, but you, you waste so much time traveling to and from. Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Absolutely. Well, um, you do that and I'll stick with what I'm I'll doing. let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> when I try. <laughs> so, um Nancy, what are some of the mistakes that people make when it comes to cold calling? Um, they leave too much candy in the lobby. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. They tell them a hundred percent why they're calling the reasons. I love when I get voice messages like that. They give me their whole blurb. There's no curiosity that makes me mm -hmm. want to call them back. So <clears throat> I delete them. Um, a mistake people make is not having a script. You have to have a script to sound consistent. You don't have to think through what you're going to say. You don't want to sound like you're winging it because the real work starts when you get the objections, right? So if you have a core script that you know and you internalize, you're in a better place to feel the objections. That's a mistake. Um, also, Cold calls should average anywhere between four to nine minutes. Anything beyond that is a sales call and you never go into sales mode during a cold call. Your goal is just to schedule the appointment. Once it's scheduled, then you can do your research and prep for that first time appointment. Um, what am I missing? I don't know. Mistakes. I think you're doing pretty you good. Tonality, yeah. matching and mirroring the speed in which the other person is speaking. If they have a lower voice, I'm going to speak lower, right? Mm. If they speak really quickly, I'm going to speak really quickly. Uh, it, you know, again, it's fascinating. There's so many components that go into having an effective conversation that it never gets boring. And one call is never the same as the next call. Hmm. 
So yeah, it, it doesn't get boring. I mean, it's no. it's it's always um, always changing and evolving. I'm, I mean, we don't do cold calls. We only do follow ups, as you know. Okay, and yeah. it, it, it's always an interesting um, conversation because every every person is different, different personality, right. different product, different business, different uh, everything is different. And uh, you know, I'm going to challenge you. Follow up calls are called to the person making the call. Called right? to the person making a call? Yeah. Uh, right? The first time, yes. Uh, unless there is a relationship. Okay. Uh, uh, like we we usually call the entire list every three or four months. And after a while, our agents start developing some sort of uh, relationship there. Okay. And if it goes on for a long time, then the relationships start you know, getting deeper and more meaningful. But the very yeah. first time that they're calling is definitely a cold call. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's, it's a little warmer than just um, uh, the, the cold calls that you guys do because uh, with what we do, they have opted in to receive information, existing customers, past customers, and all that. So yes. they kind of have a an idea. Some people don't. They're like, I have no clue who you are. And I, did, yeah. I don't remember signing up for your book or whatever. Um, but you're right. Sometimes it, it is definitely a cold call and yeah. we get hung up on and they say, don't call me anymore. And they get mad yeah. and some, some creative characteristics <laughs> show up. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard it all. Absolutely. I've heard it all. Um, let's talk about, oh, before I move on, have you, have you read Chris Voss's never split the difference? No, but I've heard about it. So I'm a huge fan and we use it on our scripts. Okay. Every single day. And uh, I th going back to the tonality that you mentioned, I think mm -hmm. it would then the mirroring and matching. He, he's got this thing called mirroring and labeling, which okay. I think he's got his own definition. I, I, I'm a huge fan. Huge. Oh, cool. fan. I think you, you might want to check that out. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about compliance. Mm-hmm. I know that there are a lot of rules and regulations around calling. There's the do not call list. There's FTC chasing people. There are people that are litigators and go back and, and sue people into court and whatnot. Yeah. What is your, what's your take on that? And how, how do we go about this whole thing and stay compliant without getting? Yeah. Well, that's why we play in the B2B space. Uh, if we do B2C, the client has to give us the leads. They have to be scrubbed on their end. Okay. Um, each state uh, has, uh, there are one party call recording states and two party call recording states. So we have to be very aware where we're calling to make sure the conversation can be recorded or it can't be recorded. Um, outside of that, you know, Every now and then, some guy says, well, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the cops because you're cold calling me," you know, or "I'm gonna." That's ridiculous. We're just doing the job, you know, and you just have to let it fly over you. But yeah, I think grow up. <laughs> one party, two party, call right. recording states that could be challenging. God, do you remember the top states that are challenging? Well, California, you cannot record. Um, I know California off the top of my head. 
many states allow you to okay. do that. Yeah. For sure. Anything else we need to be uh, aware of in terms of compliance and, and make sure that we're not getting ourselves in trouble? Well, not from a legal point of view. First of all, you can't lie. All right. Yep. You can't lie. If you don't have an answer for a question asked, just say, I don't know, I'll get back to you. Um, you never want to, you always want to take the high road. All right. Uh, I had a situation actually recently where one of my people, they were berated on the phone. Okay. I listened to the conversation, but his mistake was that he went right after him. You cannot do that. Can't do that. He's no longer with my company. I mean, you can't, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but somebody was mean to your agent and your agent went after them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yelled and here's, here's the big mistake he made. Yeah. He didn't bring it to my attention. Oh. He brought it to some of the people internally. Had he come to me immediately, it might have been a different story. But um, when things like that happen in my company, I always have a company meeting and we go around the horn and um, I want to make sure people understand why it happened. And it it's always worked, you know, to keep them in the loop, uh, knowing that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a demanding boss, but I'm very fair. I'm very fair. And they know that. Yeah. Good. I, lo I love those. Like uh, the, the part of the training to the team members should be how to handle mean people and rude people. Yeah. And uh, you cannot, yeah, you're right. You cannot just go after them No. and no. respond back with the same level of stupidity and uh, just go yeah. become, become so as what I wound there. up doing is I called this gentleman back and I, I took the high road with him. He really appreciated that I called him back. What did you uh, say on that call? I just said, listen, I'm, I'm aware of a conversation you had with an employee of mine um, who is no longer with us, by the way. And I want to take responsibility for that and just apologize to him. He liked it. He liked it. He was, I think he was the one that said I might take you to the cops or I don't know. But I took the high road. He did want to be removed from the lead list, which was fine. And we made peace. Interesting. Very interesting. I love that. Call back. Apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah. And handle it nicely. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah, you can't let things go without addressing them. For sure. At least that's what I've learned. Yeah, I think it, it, it always works better or it has worked better for me. Mm -hmm. when 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 i try when i kind of acted like the, the 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 more mature person or yeah uh, i would call it the big brother or or the a par parenting type of approach because because yeah. you, you sometimes if you say nothing it's okay you could always go back and say all sorts of dumb stuff and right. get yourself in trouble but if you say nothing or say sorry i'm just gonna go out think mm -hmm. about it and come back it always worked better and every time i i I acted stupid and I responded in a, in a, in a, in an unprofessional way, almost always hurt me. Yeah. And you want to take responsibility. That's all. Everybody's human. You know, Absolutely. my father used to say pencils have erasers for a reason. Absolutely.
Sometimes when you say something stupid, you cannot erase it easily. No. <laughs> you know? Well, you have to earn the right and earn their trust again. Absolutely. So we talked about the fact that if you're not calling, you're leaving money on the table. What do you mean by that? Somebody else is calling and getting their business. Somebody is catching their attention. As you said earlier, I mean, we're bombarded in our emails and LinkedIn invites. There's a lot of noise going on out there. Um, sure. And yet the human voice can be very reassuring. Um, and it's just human to human. AI isn't going to take over the world. Social media is not going to take over the world. It's human interaction. We all go back to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, 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 and you know what's missing a lot these days is the actual human interaction. Like, there's a lot of people spend a lot of time on social media and digital mm -hmm. stuff and their phone and apps and the rest of it. But um, you be, I, I, I don't know if you guys get this. When we call our people and when we follow up, a mm -hmm. lot of times they thank us for thinking of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. They appreciate the follow-up. Yep. Oh yeah. They're yeah. like, they're, they're just buried in their, in their digital world, inside their house, living their lonely lives. And when a human <laughs> picks up and says, hi, it's a human. You got you a minute? Wait, they're, they're, like, they're still out there? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, I have a minute. <laughs> they're out there. Oh, wow. Um, can you tell us, um, so I, I absolutely agree with you with the fact that you, you'd be leaving money on the table if you're not uh, making calls. Are there any myth, methods around um, cold calling that any, any, is there, or any way people that think about it in the wrong way and they just. You said methods? Myth. Oh, myths. Yeah, that, that it doesn't work. That it's dead. That it's dead. You're never going to make a sale off of cold calling. It, yeah. What are what are some stats around cold calling? Like how many calls do you need to make typically to book one appointment? Great question. I get asked that all the time. It depends on the vertical. It depends, number one, on the quality of the lead list. Number two, how large the organization is. Do we have to go through layers to get to a decision maker? And then it depends on how saturated that industry is. For instance, insurance, property casualty, even employee benefits. Before, they've got two challenges. You get a lead list and... I call and I find out, Mustafa, you just renewed last week. Well, you're not going to be interested in having a call again about insurance. So that's yeah. one factor. The other thing is it's just such a highly saturated industry. So for every call that we make, they're getting like 20, 40, you know, a day. So that is a factor. Other, other campaigns, we knock it out of the park right away. Um, because there is a great need for what they do. So it really has to go, it goes back to what your offering is and um, 
what the demand is for what you're offering. And then you have to also factor in, okay, when I'm um, pre-qualifying a prospect, how long is your sales cycle? Now that's important for me because if they have long sales cycles, they're not going to see a return on their investment right away. Right. Um, yeah. The, the long sales cycle. I always want to know what their close ratio is to kind their of get closing a sense. ratio. Yeah. Get a sense. Yeah. If you're looking appointments, you want to know what, what's their close ratio. Yeah. Like if you're closing, you're going to book an appointments all day long and they can't close it, then. Right. Right. It's not your fault that they cannot close. No, it's not. Yeah. But then our livelihood is dependent on their ability to close. 100%. Yep. 100%. 100%. How do you fix that problem? Well, what if you, how do you, how, is that something you, that you vet for upfront? Yeah. Or if you run into that issue, you kind of address it or fix it in, in a way or two. Well, um, I've learned because I never used to ask this, but I, I started really asking about their sales cycle, their close ratio. If there are salespeople, tell me a little bit about their abilities. You know, who's your superstar? Because I want to get the appointments for the superstars, right? Um, I... I, I'll be honest, you know, it, you know, my biggest fear, Mustafa, is we're going to set these appointments for you. But if your team doesn't have the skills to take it to close, you're going to be dissatisfied. Um, and, and sometimes, and I've done this, is I've, I've recommended that they, rather than invest in me right away, go training. I'm what sorry. What there? I'm sorry. You said I, I apologize. It was an issue on my end. You okay. said rather than investing in you, they should go right do some away. sales training. Yeah, they should. Uh, yeah, invest in Sandler sales training. Um, and and I actually won a client that way. He came to me. He was about to sign, but he kept saying, "You know, my sales, my sales. I don't, I need a system." And I turned him on to my sales trainer. And he opted to go with him. And then about four months later, he was a client of ours, a good client. Love yep. it. Yep. Love it. You know, I would say 99% of people would not do that. And they would actually hurt themselves in that process. Yeah. Because that, yep. that guy's going to come in. He won't know how to close. Yep. And then he, he will be a unsatisfied customer. He's going to run around and tell the whole world that to spend money with me and it didn't work and right they, hmm, yeah i've made that mistake yeah unfortunately i have made that mistake i think we all have so um, um going back to the original uh, question are mm -hmm. there like averages like out of a hundred cold calls how many yeah. appointments can we make well what's the range yeah well i can give you ranges on uh conversion ratio uh ratios okay. the average cold call conversion to appointments is two to four percent two to four percent so out two. of 100 calls you make two to four appointments well it again i don't want to be quoted it depends on it 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 depends on so many factors but my group overall with all of our campaigns 
we average anywhere from nine to 11 percent and i really? attribute that to the ongoing training um, you know a clients um you have to set realistic expectations right up front not a silver bullet it might take years before we get this person to say yes but you've got a repeatable process that gives them like you said with the follow-ups you develop the relationships and you nurture them love it yep so you're okay on a good day you guys average between nine to eleven percent but typically people should get two to four percent yep that's what most in yeah that's do your homework you'll see it online yeah 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 and i think i i believe nine to eleven percent would would be for the pros people that really know what they're doing well we do yeah yeah i don't, I don't think average joe could could no. average nine to eleven percent no but you know this is because of our core belief in ongoing training and also hiring the right people for the role that's a real big factor I mean, think about it. Their job is a no job, no job. And it's repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. Um, yeah. And you want to have, you want to develop um, a culture of fun. I infuse fun each and every day with my team. So when they set an appointment, you know, we have Microsoft Teams and we throw crazy GIFs up to celebrate. Um, we, uh, my team appreciates one another. I, I mean, we really have, it's the best team I've ever had. And that's over decades of, you know, like becoming a better leader, frankly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So what is the most critical channel for your marketing efforts? For me personally? Yeah, so we promised to go over the most critical channel for marketing efforts. Is it um, for one of the kind sales? It... I, I still rely on my appointment setting, but um, I have added other channels, which is driving business. Uh, being a part of some membership groups has increased my visibility. So I get referrals that way. Um, I um you know i have some strategic partnerships as you know that cultivate relationships um i'm just trying to think it, the core the callers setting the appointments i have um linkedin marketing i have a service that i don't know how he does this but he's running three or four campaigns for me through LinkedIn that brings me about 30 leads a month. And the different, but there's a difference. You don't know how qualified they are and they don't mm -hmm. all convert to appointments. Um, and then email marketing. We are, we're going to be taking it in house, but we have um, several different campaigns taking place that has brought interest to us. So I don't know if that answered your question. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it seems like you're like, you've got a multi-channel 
marketing efforts that are bringing leads through partners, strategic yeah. partnerships, LinkedIn. And do you guys do cold calling for yourselves? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, Nancy, tell us about your book, please. Ah. Uh, here you go. It's called Inside Sales Solution. So it's basically for those companies that want to build an inside sales department. Um, it's a how to do it yourself. It's written in my voice. It's a real easy read. And I'm very excited because um, I, I know um, you're going to post this that uh, you can get a free download on my website. And this year we're writing, we're making an online course of it. So that'll be available probably in the Q3 or Q4. So yeah, please enjoy it. And I'd love to get your feedback on it. For sure. So the gang, the, the book is called The Inside Sales Solution. Uh, the link is in the descriptions of the show and or on the comments on social media. Click on it, download the book. Uh, Nancy has been at this for, for a while. She yeah. uh, definitely knows what she's doing. And uh, yeah, it's, it would be beneficial uh, for you and for your team and read it out and reach out to her. They, they do great work with uh, lead generation. Imagine having somebody that is a calling for you and generating leads for you every day. Mm -hmm. Right. And we do it with smiles on our face. That's right. Um, Nancy, do you, do you, can, can you have like an agent working for a customer like part-time? Like uh, only four agent, hours yes. a day instead of eight hours a day? Oh, you mean would I hire an agent to work no, part-time? No, can I hire your team on a part-time basis so they could do four hours of calling every day instead of eight hours? Or how, how, do, you, how do you guys go you know about what? it? I used to do that. I, I used to, but I've... I've I, my people are full-time. So um, they, you, the customers only work with your team full-time. You would have a one. No, 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 no. We have different packages. So okay. our starter package is 10 hour hours of outbound prospecting. So they're assigned one caller. Our gold package is 40 hours. So let's say you wanted to engage us for 40 hours. You would get two callers. Two callers. Yeah. At least Isn't two, like one caller able to do 40 hours of calling? I don't like to keep them on the same campaign. Okay. I like to Got mix it. it up. Yeah. But that's 10 hours a week or a day or how does that work? It's a week. That's our uh -huh. starter campaign. And the uh, 40 hours is our gold program. Yep. Um, the starter campaign translates to about 200 dials. And the gold translate into 800 dials. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then, and then what's the next package after gold? Well, it's, you can build it in increments. Um, the most common package is 20 hours a week. And that uh, would engage us, you know, two team members and I would probably um, that translates to 400 dials a week. But you could do 15 hours a week. You could do 25 hours a week. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Yep. Got it. Um, Nancy, give us a 30-second, give us one simple marketing strategy, like within 30 seconds, something that people could do and start seeing results pretty much right away. Here's my recommendation. Start small. Make a commitment to yourself. Make five dials a day. That's achievable. Because if you five dials, that means you made 25 dials. And if you calculate it throughout the year, I don't know what that number turns to. But start small. Don't overwhelm hmm. yourself. Um, and, you know, study. Either follow me on LinkedIn, read my blog posts, um, you know, reach out to me. Happy to have a consultation with you. Um, it's getting to know is not a bad thing because you're moving closer to your yes. So just it. do it. Make that promise to yourself. I love it. It would probably count, you know, uh, some up to about a thousand calls throughout the year. And based on like wow. average statistics, that would be probably around 20 to 40 appointments throughout wow. the year. And if wow. you have if you have a 30% close rate, that would be about six to 12 customers, just five calls a day. Yep. Um, and I'm guessing if you're getting started, it's the first five or 10 calls that are the scariest. And then you'll get used to it and you'll see that it's not the end of the world. Then you're not going to die. Right. And somebody's not going to get out of the phone and boo right. you. And Yeah. Here's another thing. Block time out. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready to move on, then do 10 before 10 o'clock in the morning. And by the way. Why before 10 o'clock? Why in the morning? It's just uh, to psych yourself up. You could call any call blocks. Here's another thing. They they have all the this data. You should call this time, that time. And you know what? It does depend on the industry, but there's really no bad time to pick up a phone. And Friday afternoons, we set a lot of appointments because all other salespeople are jumping ship for the weekend and people are in a good mood. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, let me ask you some um, personal question with questions. Would that be all right? Yeah. What's a new thing you have tried recently, big or small? <laughs> it could be as small as a cup of coffee, as big as going to the moon. Uh, oh, well... No, this is business related. I don't know. Anything. I'm pretty really. boring. You know, I'm pretty consistent. I eat the same foods. I eat the same foods. I'm bored. You must have tried something new, like a book, reading something, learning something, food, um, jumping off a cliff. I don't know. Anything. Uh, In the past few months. I'm just, I don't know. Come back to me with that question. Okay. Give me two of your top favorite books. Well, I love, um, actually, I'm reading now Corporate Sponsorship in Three Easy Steps. 
and also Strategy Sprints by Simon Severino. And then Mark Hunter, A Mind for Sales. A Mind for Sales. Love mm -hmm. it. Love it. What's one advice that made a big impact in life or business? Uh, I know that one for sure. So I'm in my 20s. I started out in corporate America and my uncle is my mentor. And I remember I was like getting close to 30-ish and I was in a, a Fortune 50 company and I just didn't like the rules. I didn't like the rules. I mean, I, it didn't make sense to me. I had to follow all these rules. So I was moaning to my uncle and he said, you know, Nancy, did you ever think you don't like to be told what to do? And a light bulb went off. He was right. And that's why I started my own business. That's why I went into sales to start my own business. Love it. Nancy, if you had a Facebook or a Google ad around the world that people around the world with access to internet could yeah. see this ad and they could see your message. Right. What would your message be for the people of earth? It would be a picture of me and Paul McCartney hugging or kissing and letting the world know that he's leaving Nancy for another Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's this the truth. Is this That's is it. That's my goal in life. <laughs> I love it. This is the most creative answer I've, <laughs> I've asked that question probably about 130 people now on our show. Yeah. This was the nicest one, oh, like the most easy. creative one. You want to hear it? See how nuts I am? Look. There he is. Oh, wow. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Nancy, this has been absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, Thank you for sharing all the knowledge and wisdom and, and everything else that you shared. Is there anything, anything that you want to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Well, I think you do a great job interviewing. Um, yeah, I think, you know, your audience should be really pleased with the level of interest that you take in making their guests feel comfortable and the questions that you ask. So bravo to you. That's what Thank I would you. say. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, gang, yeah. if you uh, needed to outsource your sales process, your lead generation and cold calling, because let's be frank, you might be scared of it. <laughs> reach out to Nancy, have a conversation. They yeah. will do it for you. You could sit back and uh, based on what she said, you got to know how to close or yeah. you got to have people that know how to close. Anyway, go out there. She will put you in the right direction. And if you're a right fit, um, yeah, you guys can work together and, you know, get more leads, generate more, lead, more leads, grow your business, grow your profits. Because I've been in the marketing world for the past, God, 15 years or so. Been in business for 20 years. Lead generation is the number one problem for 99% of businesses out there. Yep. And uh, uh, if that is you, put a comment uh, wherever you're watching and say lead gen. And then if, if that actually is, is an issue for you. If you have any questions for me or Nancy, put them in, a, uh, in, in the comments on social and we'll get back to you. 
And again, if you know a friend, a colleague, a business owner, an entrepreneur who could benefit from the conversation, learning uh, about you know Nancy's wisdom and the type of work that uh, she does with her team, tag them or send the link of the show to them. Make sure to like and subscribe. And uh, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. Thank Have a great you. week. Thank you, Nancy. See you guys later. Bye-bye.